all today. All, all eight episodes. But we're going to talk about that later, because we have other stuff to talk about. Hi, I'm Connor McGraw, joined by Arlen Harrow. X-Men Apocalypse sucks. Saying that because Hunter's not here. And we also have Alan Muir. I want my bird. <laughs> Alan, we need people to know who you are. Stop drudging up that movie, please. <laughs> because apparently nobody knows what our voices sound like. I did that for Connor. I know, but... <laughs> and Christmas. Damn it, Alan. Ayo. Let's get shifty up in here. Um, I'm really excited to talk about Legends of Tomorrow because it was the most thawny episode of all time. I mean, it, it was the most thawn on screen at one time, it so it has to be. The literal most It's a numbers game. In... <laughs> God damn it. In any other show, the most shark jumpy of shit, and like the entire time I'm just losing my mind with happiness. Yeah, I kept thinking, oh, I don't really like uh, Time Remnants all that much. Um, the only uh, thing that could have made that little scene better is if you also had a Tom Cavanaugh reverse flash there, too. You know, I'm almost positive I saw a few Tom Cavanaugh's in the back, unless that yeah. was barred in his leather jacket. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there were a couple, like, models of him, like, digital models of him, but, like, him, like, talking and saying shit. It would have been nice. It was the hammy. Like, uh, so if good. you could have a conversation with Tom Cavanaugh and Eobard, like at the same time, like communicating with each other, oh my god, they just like amplify each it. other. Yeah, yeah. God, you're handsome. <laughs> that would be. God damn it! You're so um, smart. So are you. Uh, but that is at the end of the episode, of course, uh, and the rest of the episode was woo. Yeah, uh, pretty this good. Was this was nuts. This was awesome. Great series finale. Yeah. Uh, it was really kind of like a I mean, everything, everything for, Yeah, it kind of was. I mean, everything this season beats everything from last season. Um, I mean, that's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't exactly... It's it, They they didn't have to to elevate the show this much, and they really put their best foot forward to do so. Um, not only did this episode feature lots of cool shit and lots of cool fun stuff, it features the goriest moment in all of CW DC stuff. Oh, yeah. That was. Ah. That took me by surprise. That was a little stunning. So basically, long story short, the legends have to go back in time and interact with their past selves, which is a big no-no. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of pull a Futurama thing, where when you have two copies of the same individual in the same time space, uh, one cannot exist. So the yep. ones who travel back in time all start getting killed horribly. Yeah. And Ray is the first to go after Ebarthon runs up, and I thought he ripped a piece of his suit off. And yeah, like, I thought that it doesn't work anymore. And then it closes in, and he's holding his fucking heart. Yeah. I was expecting like Eobard to like take out the dwarf star or whatever. That's yeah. what I thought he did, and then the it dwarf tra- and then, star. No, he, he pulled up Mortal Kombat on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which now that I think about it, they are on the nine o'clock slot, and Supernatural did some pretty gory things back in the day. So it doesn't surprise me that much, like, logically, but in the moment, it was like, oh my god, yeah, what am I watching? It, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the episode, I was like, okay, this is how we're starting. Um, I, it is kind of cool to see one of the villains of the show do something that just savage. Yeah, a lot of that I mean, pretty he's a bad guy. Yeah, he, no, he's, he's, ooh, yeah. he's well, really terrible. I mean, like... Last season, we saw Vandal Savage, like, stab, like, 
well, everyone. Hawkman about seven had, times. He saw stabbed Hawkman. Yeah. Like, that loses its effect after the first two times. Right. Yeah. The third um, time I saw him get stabbed at the end of the season, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it got a little bit boring at some <laughs> point. Even um, he looked like he's like, again. Is this really happening? Am I doing this again? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the episode is overall, it's just like a really crazy episode. Um, yeah, it was very, so, I mean, the Doctor Who the references, the Doctor Who feelings are through the roof at this point. Um, yeah. Especially the ending. Yeah. The very ending is the most Doctor Who y thing I've seen them do. But oh, you know, the whole episode so... is loaded with this nuttiness. Um, yeah. Especially when all yeah. the, the future legends all getting wiped out. I did love when Fawn pops into the tent to talk to the rest of the Legion members, and he's like, I'm not your earbard. I'm from the future. They're like, Yeah, duh. Well, I mean, gets, what else is new? Connor, you're forgetting the I best part it. of the episode. Um, when they're trying to. Uh, trying to get. Trying to. Uh, size up the ship or the wave rider. Oh yeah. Oh, and Ray is making out with his suit. <laughs> that and also when uh, Damian Dark is force choking both of them. Oh no! When he's uh, force choking yeah, Jack. Um, I don't remember what happens at the end of that scene. I know he comes in, and I can't remember what derails him. No, Mick just hits him on the back of the head with the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. With the flame <laughs> gun. Uh, I think we should talk yeah. about how this season has been basically one big giant arc for Rory. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's been. I mean, like last a... season though too, we saw a Rory from the time police, Mass... time, time police, masters. whatever. Yeah, he gets a lot of attention it. for for you know just being yeah. fucking heat wave. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's like he took Captain Cold's place this season, so. Yeah. It, it makes sense that he has the same arc Cold had last season, I guess. Well, without the death. And that was... Yeah. Well, I mean, the, Captain Cold's arc isn't that he dies, it's that he becomes a good guy at the end. And to, to it was quote, to make sure that Mick could Mick do the same become thing. a better man. Yeah, but, mm. yeah, we saw, like, mm. a reactionary of Mick losing his best friend slash partner, whatever you want to do, but it's his best friend. And then he becomes this morally good person. And then two episodes ago, he reverted back to his old self Mm -hmm. based on him interacting with basically his old self of a pre-Legends Captain Cold. Yeah, because he's he's triggered by Snart returning. um, And he's tempted, basically, which I thought was interesting. Because it's not like it's... He didn't make, like... He wasn't like, ah... Fuck these guys! Like something comes up that would that would legally uh, sway him, and so it worked. And I like the fact right. that they, they didn't they didn't dispose of Snart. They you know put him back where he's supposed to go. Um, yeah, they put him back three years. Otherwise, yeah, and it's I mean it took long enough for us to get him anyway. So I'm glad they did that. I'm glad we got to see the memory uh, device again. The memory wipe. See, yeah, the memory wipe device because we haven't seen it since the pilot. Yeah, or Men in Black Three. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot that she was in the pilot. Yeah, jeez. And uh, Rip comes up, comes out, is basically creepy the entire t- every single time he he says the line, and sh- shoots yeah. them, p- someone with it. Yeah. Um, 
I really like. The, okay, so I really like the ending of this episode with uh, with Rip. Uh, I like that he leaves at the end, um, which I feel like might not be a popular opinion. But I think the team is actually better without him now. After we've had a season of just Sarah as the leader, um, so I was actually like, yeah. He should go. He doesn't need to be there anymore. He's also totally going to be back, so it's not like this is a Yeah, we saw they even talked about confirm. Yeah, they said he's going to be a series. talked about having him back. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to be a regular in series, season three, which makes sense, because like, I can but imagine him coming back and be like, though, what the fuck did I tell you, people? You just broke time and space. Because remember how we were told that Captain Cold was going to come back? And it took him the whole season for him to actually come back? Right, but they never said how much he was going to be in the show. What they did... And this is what happened. They said uh, Malcolm, John Barrowman, would be a series regular for all of the DC shows, um, which is kind of disappointing now to think about it because he hasn't shown up in Supergirl once, which is a missed opportunity, um, obviously. Well, yeah, he, he hasn't shown up in any of them, really, except no, for he would, what? I mean, he Arrow, was just I think. Flash. No, he was in Flash. He was in a musical. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? And, yeah. I mean, technically Supergirl was that in that too, kind of, so... Right, but, okay. A I guess you can kind of regular, bend the rules. Like, you can kind of bend right. the rules of what he said, so... crossover does not count. But a, a series regular contract suggests that he'll be in, like, five yeah, episodes in all of the shows. <laughs> I mean, we have, to, we have to see what next year has in store for everybody. Because um, I'm assuming they, they all got multiple year contracts, so... Um, Wilmerth Miller and Black Flash... They they'll be back. No, they would be for next apparent. season. This year they said that. No, but they didn't. Okay, they signed a contract saying he would show up in all of the shows consistently. That's different. So it's and it was like very public. They announced it like a month before. They made a big deal out of it. It's different than Wentworth Miller is returning as a member of the Legion of Doom. This was. He is contractually a member of the cast of all four shows and any future and, shows down the line. And since he's done with Prison Break, I'm assuming his schedule is going to be opening up more next year. Yeah, so. um, he, yeah he probably will. Yeah, no, the, the whole, the whole series regular thing, I think it's going to be a little bit more expansive next year. Um, we'll see. There's, I think there's this, depending on how Flash ends, glares I mean, awkwardly over that series. Yeah, I don't even think <laughs> about it. I, I mean, I, we can talk about it, but Flash is just... Ugh, I don't know what's what it's doing or where it's going. It shat the bed this season. Yeah, it's... I'm willing to say right now, it's... If I... It's at the bottom of my listing of these CW shows for the whole season. Like, yes. Arrow is number two, firmly. Um, even if they Would shit you the bed and thought about that last season, though? that Savitar reveal has to be nuclear uh, when oh, trying to stack it up to, against the antics of this finale alone. Like, yeah, it has to be an insane finale. And yeah, to elaborate on what I'm talking about, of course, in this Legends episode, at the end to confront the two teams of Legends, Eobard yep. Thawne goes back in time what looks like 28 times. Uh-huh. He gathers dozens of versions of himself and screams, you don't deal with this guy, you'll deal with these guys. And yeah, yeah fucking cheeses crazy. it up for the camera. And then Connor changed his underpants. I needed several new pairs of pants. Um, 
A new shirt, new a pants. New shirt. I needed new everything. I had to. I had to. Just, I had to wipe down my entire bedroom. Um, it's just that 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 screen cap from the from the South Park episode. Randy. It really yeah. is. It's, I'm just like ah. And then um, you had to jump into an icy river and uh. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we got a nice throwback to uh, season one when Black Flash finally caught up to Thawne and yeah. uh, gave him the old hand in the chest, erase him from existence treatment. I liked that a lot, actually. And I, I like that we got to see him deteriorate into nothingness again. Um, <laughs> but we didn't get to see the same type of screaming and sh- kind of shuffling. No, it, right. I, this looked this looked more like, um, like, I can't believe this is happening again. Right. Which makes me think, okay, he's dead now, right? <laughs> nope. We're never going to see him I have already poked holes in that because... I read this elsewhere, too. The Thawne that is killed by the Black Flash is the Doom World Thawne. It is the one who came back in time from the alternate reality. And, oh. Yup. He'll be oh. back. <laughs> uh, God damn Thawne is Savitar. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Savitar is the one who said, I will be worse than Eobard, <laughs> which might just be Eobard trolling him, um, yeah. <laughs> which sounds like a very Eobard thing to do. You said you'd be worse than Eobard. Um, I did. I lied. I'm better than the Eobard. I'm met. better than Eobard. I'm Eobarder. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is that sounds like an Eobard line. I'm um, Eobardus. God damn it. Uh, yeah, Legends Okay, Obi-Wan. um... Loads of fun, this season's been wonderful. What um, exactly happened near the end with Nehemiah? Yeah. Was it that they agreed um, to do? Oh, I don't remember, she was going to leave, and I think he convinced her to stay? Or she decides to stay? I don't actually remember what she decided to do. Um, I don't know, she Wasn't left she or gonna not? she going to go be with her people or some nonsense? No, because she, I mean, she goes with, she ends up staying with the team. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, so it's, I guess we have to look at the revolving members now. It seems like the only one left is Rip. Yeah. I'm alright with people leaving, though. <laughs> like, I, I'm I remember people leaving, too, because I was thinking that we'd get a couple of revolving members, but it seems like the way they yeah. ended the, the end of the show, that they don't really have a lot of opportunity to get a whole bunch of new people. Yeah. I mean, or maybe, for anyone, or for anyone to leave because they've uh, they've they've landed in uh, the name of the doctor timey wimey nonsense zone. Yeah, the wedding of River Song. That's what. <laughs> <they landed. laughs> I mean, that's what. It, wedding the, uh, of River Song. Is the episode the where version, everything. Eleventh version or the twelfth version. Eleven. It's um, that's the name of the episode. It's the yeah, I know. episode yeah, where things have like. Months. I'm just not saying with you because the amount of River Song yeah. episodes. Uh, yes, there is a Doctor Who episode where all of time and space is slammed together, and yeah. uh, like Winston Churchill. It's all happening with Winston minute. Churchill is the is the the Caesar of the world or some shit like that. Yeah, he's the you head of the Roman Empire. Kids playing in a park, and then a pterodactyl comes in trying to yeah. grab them away. Yeah. Oh god, that was good. It's the exact same thing. That's what the ending definitely reminded me of. I mean, it's it looks identical. Um. So I assume some version of that is happening because there were dinosaurs walking around a town. Um, it was Los Angeles. 
Oh, okay. That's good to know. Well, they should I mean, say it was Los Angeles like 2017, but, like, Big Ben was in the background. There was, like, futuristic-looking buildings and then a fucking dinosaur, so. Yeah. Multiple dinosaurs. Which is, I think, I think is going to make for a very interesting season three, unless they flashpoint us. They yeah. compared it to Game of Thrones. I mean, in what here's way? the thing. They compared Arrow season five to The Wire, so they're not, they're not against uh, hyperbole or the CW. Um, them and their Canadian sensibilities. Um, yeah, it's like the wire, eh? Yeah, I'm sorry to all of Canada. <laughs> I'll personally slander. go up and tell not them a, that you said it's not a slander against your people. I think you're all hysterical. Yeah, yeah, they definitely drive better than any Americans I've ever met. Well, uh, I mean, I lived in New Jersey, and now I live in Vegas, and like walking to the store is like, will someone try to kill me today? I don't even know. <laughs> Because yep. I've been to New York, and, like, New York, walking around Times Square is, like, traffic signals are just suggestions. And out <laughs> here, they're, they're like, don't suggest anything to me. I'll drive how I want. Yeah, Connor's not kidding. I've been I've been in the city. I think Vegas has, like, some of the, most, like, some of the highest pedestrian deaths in the country. <laughs> yeah. But it's, two, it's twofold. It's because drivers are stupid and because at any given point, you will see someone get on a sidewalk and run across five lanes of traffic just to get to a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah, you have the problem of cars that want to do what they want, and then you also have pedestrians who want to do what they want. Yeah, it's, it's a big problem. Yeah. And I would know, because I have done such a thing as run across <laughs> the lanes of traffic to get to a gas station. Uh, I'm fine, though, obviously. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. <laughs> Another if news, go, Hunter Davenport was go... killed... Walking across the street on his way to 7-Eleven to get a Slurpee and uh, gummy sharks. If I ever yeah. missed for an extended period of time, I was probably hit by a car. Yeah, we believe you. <laughs> or, or you were attacked by a zombie dog or something. That's also or a possibility. You know, I didn't yes. work. Uh, or a homeless man. Yeah, or a deadite dog. Yeah, yes. that's that. Yeah, all, all things. Live in Vegas. Homeless man is just another word for anybody in Las Vegas. Hey, whoa! You're kind of right. <laughs> I mean, you also ride the bus, and if your bus is uh, anything like the bus I ride, uh, yeah. Uh, let's just uh, let's just blanket statement the bus. I saw someone almost get stabbed like a month and a half ago. So oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I uh, early in the morning, late at night, you will see people having sex on my bus. That just, oh, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't even early morning. This was like noon. And like some dude yeah. pulls out a knife, and I'm like, and me, and me and my coworker are on the bus, and I'm like, we're the only two people in this bus who are probably medically trained. Even if it is animals, please don't stab that dude. I don't want to do triage here. <laughs> you just get off bus next stop. Yeah. <laughs> just walk off. Guy gets stabbed as soon as my feet hit the sidewalk. I'm like, ah. Nope. Just continue walking. Just continue. Turn back. Just walk downtown. Anyway. Um, okay. Um. So, did anybody have anything negative to say about Legends this week or this finale or whatever? Um, I had some, some of the, I mean, some, some of the deaths were a little contrived. And that's about the it. end, the end, of end. Yeah, the teaser, the cliffhanger, whatever you want to call it. Kata. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with that. Yeah, they don't. Like it's not like last season. <laughs> Where they end with Our Man, and I'm like, okay, we have like even an then idea. Where didn't even see that. Our Man for no, like one episode. This is an, and then he gets and he gets fucking killed. Uh. Right. 
And but like we had an idea of where things might go. Some sort of Earth three nonsense or no Earth two? Which one was the one with all the weird looking buildings? I I think it's just like a timeline thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw dinosaurs there too. That's like uh, how. In what way are the writers going to somehow make this make sense? I, it's something the legends did, and I only I mean, we're beyond sense at this point. Like, yeah, something that I'm going to guess future legends did. If I'm if I'm going to guess anything, um, they fucked something up. Uh, at Except some point, a grasshopper, and now the grasshoppers are the ruling class of the. Uh, yeah, they have universe. dinosaurs. Walking around the streets, eating people in London, Angeles. I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I assume maybe the and, Brit, maybe Britain won the world. Like, I mean, that doesn't explain dinosaurs, Chris. That doesn't explain dinosaurs. I'm. I know we joked about wedding rare song, but here's the thing: with the track record that the people at Legends have, I would not be surprised if they are literally copying wedding wedding of river song. Because they have done done this before, it's just and Torchwood. They'll continue doing. It. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Torchwood, but doesn't suck. Oh, Torchwood's a bad um, show. I've only seen thing, bad. That Torchwood. was the British show, and then they made a U.S. version. It was... Look, here's the here's the problem with Torchwood: is that you watch Doctor Who, you're like, oh, this is so family friendly and fun, and there's nothing really to worry about. And like ten minutes into this Torchwood, someone's being ripped in half and having the blood sucked out Wait, of their torso. You're like, you what watch... the fuck is this? Did you watch the? British Torchwood, or did you watch the American Torchwood? I mean, American Torchwood. The American Torchwood is just a sequel to the British Torchwood. Oh, somehow worse. Yeah, no, I watched the one with yeah, it was Captain Jack and a bunch of British people. My understanding is that the only season I haven't seen is the good season, (laughs) which is uh, I quit in season one. I was like, this is this is not fun, Um, and the gore is a little distracting. Yeah, I've heard that the third season is like amazing, standalone. Quality shows up. Yeah, I heard that. But I'm like, you know what? Tor- Torchwoods has burned me before. <laughs> it's uh, really burned me real hard on the first season and on that Children of Earth shit where they find out that the Earth has a giant urethra or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> and it causes people to become immortal. <laughs> I don't know what TV show you're watching, but I don't know if I ever watched. <laughs> no, Torchwood. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm. This is oh serious. Oh my god! So Miracle Day. For those who don't know, Miracle Day. The entire story is that everybody on Earth suddenly becomes uh, immortal. And as we all, those who know anything about Torchwood or Doctor Who know, Jack Harkness uh, is immortal um, in the Doctor Who timeline at this point. So this thing that causes everybody else to become immortal turns him mortal. Um, presumably because he is there, that's why it is doing the reverse to everybody else as it is to him. Um, and at the end, he has to save everybody by jumping into this giant pit that is causing this anomaly, uh, sacrificing himself to turn everybody back to regular, I guess. I, I don't well, remember. It got really, well, you really dumb. I wouldn't watch that show without Jack Harkness, so... Oh, no, he somehow survives. <laughs> of course he does. Not just that. Because his blood was in Mackay Pfeiffer's body, Mackay Pfeiffer is also right. immortal. Yeah, so there's so there's double Jack Harknesses at the end. 
Um, so for everybody, he's like, why hasn't Jack Harkness come back to Doctor Who? Because um, he's super dead, apparently. Well, he's everything is real confusing, and uh, if was he Stephen, in Matt Smith's um, episodes? No, he no. no. Okay, and that's run. We are yeah, we are spiraling. <laughs> what are you I talking mean, about? Stop- we're not. We're on the topic of time travel. I mean, yeah. Um, we have an entire show about uh, brain fighting to get to. Yeah. Um, okay, I feel like we discussed Legends. They're definitely doing Doc, uh, Wedding of River Song. 100%. I'll hear no <laughs> dissent on this matter. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that is the gospel. Yeah. I mean, uh, if they do something else, I will actually be surprised. Um, so maybe they'll prove me wrong. Uh, they only have seven months to figure it out. So... You know, they better get to work. Um, yeah, I, I guess we're ready to go to Legion. Um, unless anybody has like last thoughts on Legends, I think we're good. Yeah. So um, I I watched because I didn't know we were doing a Legion show today. I thought we were doing CW. Um, There's only one episode though. I yeah no I I spaced. It's just, it was a long work week, and then like WrestleMania was fucking eleven and a half hours on Sunday. I still feel like I'm trapped in the chair. Fuck you, um, Roman. Da, da, oh, that's da, enough. Da, da. That's enough. We're not. I, as the diehard wrestling fan here, we're not talking about wrestling today. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I couldn't remember what the fuck happened this week. So I blasted through Legion from about noon today till about uh, twenty minutes before we started. Right. I don't know which way is up. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. He's, okay, so you said you had questions that in the chat. Sh- so... That is a show to fuck. Let me tell you something about binge watching a show like that. You. It... Since I didn't, give my, I didn't give myself time to process anything, so like as I'm going, what the fuck? I'm already pressing play in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first two episodes back to back, and I like immediately had vertigo or something because I just like could not what process. A weird like, fucking walking. show. Yep, <laughs> they just go for it every single they time. They go for the throat every like just full on baddiness, and like by by episode seven, they're doing like. Silent movie dialogue intercuts like that was so great. Awesome. Oh yeah, it was so strange. Yeah, it's so good. They <laughs> just turn the, they turn the sound off. Level I've never seen her do before. Like she's just relishing this role as a fucking. Yeah, Aubrey bad guy. Plaza has more oh, than um, one face. Apparently, she has actual and, motion. Yes, and <laughs> yeah, and that's just let's just talk about the musical sequence <laughs> where suddenly it becomes like a music video for like a sixties pop song or something and everything is in red and it's just her dancing for like five whole minutes i think that or entire no, epi- didn't that, minutes. didn't the same episode have the the musical section where oliver is kind of like trying to like create a barrier between the machine gun bullets um and david the, the episode before or after it's either the before or after one of those and yeah that he's was, like and that's and that's the whole sequence of the film Yes, and like that's mesmerizing because like the music was reckoned. I remember, th- I know that music from somewhere. It was done a little differently. Yeah. Um, that whole sequence was like I. Was it Flight of like, the Concords, Mother Ucker? <laughs> that would be great. No, that's but I really, I, I, I really did. And the hip hop podcast. I really did appreciate Jermaine Clement's presence in the show because I wasn't oh expecting it. Like, yeah, dude, I, I didn't know he was in the show, and then he sits down with a fucking cup of ice. Like, that was like, the I didn't even recognize him until like the second episode he was in. I didn't even recognize him because of like the beard and stuff. Oh, I yeah. know, I know that accent anywhere. Oh yeah, that's the one he yeah, used that's... for Gentleman Broncos. 
Jermaine Clement, man. It's also he, very he, similar to his uh, when he played Fart on Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had to utter that sentence before, and yeah, that's going to go on your gravestone. Playing um, about, yes, that's your epitaph. Jermaine Clement played Fart. I like this name, Fog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's... what a wacky, wonderful, strange, nothing like it show, and I'm I'm so glad it exists. Yeah, I mean, because and like I mean, I wasn't sure how they're going to handle the X Men stuff, and like they handle it in such a way where it's so light handed, it's not, it doesn't get in the way of anything. Right, and it's um, I've brought it up before. This show they do really follow the Fargo season one model of uh, storytelling, like. At some point, you find there's a heavy connection to the previous thing that is referenced. So you get that like chalkboard scene where he's that—that that is the most. That's the most overt Xavier reference I think because like that drawing could have been anybody else. That drawing could right. have been a little stick figure, but they drew it specifically as a bald man in a suit. Yeah, yeah. That there's that can be no one else. Yeah, the, the only thing they left out is the wheelchair. It's the yeah. only thing that they left. No, out. they had they showed the wheelchair. Oh yeah, they, they did at some point. Early on, he doesn't have the wheelchair, but eventually he does have the wheelchair. Um, well, that, that was in a flashback, but not in the chalkboard drawing. But you do okay. see a wheelchair at some point. So is I, feel, that... I think uh, Aubrey Plaza referenced a wheelchair at one point. Yeah, she does. So... She reference, She makes like a wheelchair sound. So uh, about Dan Stevens' rational, or David's oh, yeah, rational mind. Is that his That's... actual accent? That's British, his actual accent. I thought so. And it's, I remember, like, okay, that's a way to have him do just regular Dan Stevens. And it's it's so great. I hope that that becomes a, a reoccurring thing in this okay. show. because the, sh- the Shadow King. Um, yeah. that Was that Dan Stevens in makeup? I think it was based off his face. It looks just like him. I think, it's, I think it is like a mold of his face put onto somebody else. Um, I but I, I wouldn't be surprised it's an if it alien, was him. Alien in one situation, right? They got a very, very tall, very skinny uh, dude to to uh, be to put. A, they had they did various designs, right? And some of them were based off his face or not. If that was based off his face, that's remarkable work because, like, usually right. you can't really tell. Like, when someone's under that much makeup, you can't really see their face, any mm-hmm. kind of defining features. And like, there was a shot where he was coming towards the camera. I was like, "Is that fucking Dan Stevens?" Because like, it has his eyes. Yeah, it does have his eyes. I wouldn't be surprised if they. You're talking about the CGI. the yellow eyes, right? Yes, I'm talking about yeah, the Shadow King. Yeah, um, apparently it's eyeballs. Quentin Bosclair. Yeah, that's huh. what I was talking about. Apparently he's known for this. Right. That's it. <laughs> I believe well, it. Well, I mean, the dude who played Alien was also yeah. a, a nobody who just got slapped. He's a, so. Yeah, he's just like a random North African guy. Um, interesting. It's not, um, like, it's not like Javier Potet who's like making a career out of being a lanky, scary man. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of I think his name was Andy Serkis, but whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff throughout this whole season. The finale on its own is fucking insane. Just, um, I still have yet to process exactly what happened. 
Well, the 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 mid credits and the mid credits scene are, in but. the finale is like so wacky, and I'm like, I almost laughed because it's so. Yeah. It, I guess it's like the scene is very downplayed, and it's just like you're having a conversation outside, and he's like, "Huh, look at that cute little thing, zap," and he's mm-hmm. inside the fucking room. <laughs> yeah, and that, like, that's and that's why it, it, it just closes. Like, see you next year. <laughs> yeah, that's where we'll resolve. This yeah. somehow. This this will be solved next year. Um, but no, I like the fact that this show starts off with a lot of uncertainty, where you like you legitimately don't know what reality is, and that yeah. kind of takes a backseat. Like they kind of they they don't really assure you, you know, directly, but they kind of just like they downplay that. And the fact that like and the the driving thing of the show is like there's a power shift from David being this like kind of weary, confused guy to a super weapon. Yeah, and or eventually the most him, powerful mutant on Earth. As they yeah. called him, as one of, I think Division 3 called him the World Breaker. Yes. Which, yeah. is, what, which is a nod to uh, World War I. Sorry, folks. Uh, we had a technical issue there. Uh, we'll be starting now from a question that Connor had before our recording cut off. Uh, yes, this podcast is poor. Support us, please. Um, bu- 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 please, I need food. <laughs> they won't let me eat. Please, I keep uh, yeah, cage we, in this cage. We don't. We have the, the secret. I need to we renew keep, my ID. We keep Chris in a box in the corner of the room. It's locked. Uh, yeah, like the red box the and bo- cat the box. hat. No one ever sees the light of day. Um, God damn you. Shit, what? <laughs> you I had to eat Connor Another Dr. Seuss movie. God damn you. Another shitty Dr. Seuss movie. <laughs> you could have ring up the animated one, which are so much better. Easily just brought back up the Grinch again. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I did talk about the Grinch in length, as well as Jim Carrey movies. That and, part was cut out. Um, so. And we're happy that that has been lost to the sands of time. Yes, like to, the, sands, to, you know, the, yeah. to, the, uh, to the winds of technology. Um, Questions, questions. What? Shit, I, I forgot the questions I asked. Um, I, I did ask about Oliver um, and what his deal was. Right. Uh, to summarize, he was he decided to live in his mind palace at some point, and he just didn't leave because he didn't want to. Um, and then... So it's like, it's... It, we said it, the show is very Inception-y, and it is. So it's kind of like when, I guess, when Maul like, and, and Cobb like, refused to leave uh, Limbo? Mm-hmm. Right, it's the same thing. Because okay. in Inception rules, time moves slower, um, so you spend more time, and it's easier to forget. So you could spend, like, 500 years there, and if we know anything from fiction, after 500 years you become not a human being, uh, hence every vampire movie ever. Uh, so what, so I mean, what was, what's the significance of the Doctor diving Who suit, episode That's uh, what... with Mace Williams, Macy Williams, right? Right, yeah. same thing. Where same she, idea. like couldn't remember anything because she had to keep a tome of books because time just didn't move for her so yeah so she kind of lost with, her um, hippopotamus right and so the diving suit is just what and I keep on bringing it up and I don't know how much of it was lost the names in the show are really hard to remember um, but his wife kept him in a diving suit to 
to preserve his body. That's I think that's the conclusion that we came to. Um, that it's some sort of cryo freeze inside the diving suit, um, which doesn't make sense, but it's a uh, aesthetic choice, I guess. So it works. Sure, I guess. Um, my other question was him in like uh, nineteen sixty or whatever. Yes, nineteen sixty. They don't. They don't throw a timestamp on anything in the show. They don't give dates no. out, do they? No, no. It's, but it's, I would just assume timeless. based on the disco type mm-hmm. environment. But like, but like I said, the, the show has a very everything about the show looks seventies. Yeah, like uh, isn't isn't David wearing like at some point like a knockoff Pink Floyd shirt? Yeah, and even his even those jumpsuits are very seventies. Yeah, and Sydney's um, hair. She Sydney's hair is very seventies inspired. Her entire attire, uh, yeah. is seemingly seventies inspired. Yeah. Yeah, I I think in the version of this that got cut off, uh, it's very uh, Batman Returns, Batman the Animated Series, Batman eighty nine, um, very like Fallout, where you have this kind of yeah, it's it's a cultural stasis is what it is, where everything kind of stayed the same for whatever however many you know the pop culture right. hit, hit a point and stopped moving. Yeah, the only thing that changed was some of the technology, okay. um, and even their computers are a little bit weird. Uh, it, you know what it reminded me of? Weirdly weird. enough, it reminded me of Archer, which has like seemingly no place in time it can it can right. ever stay in because it's they have chronically the sixties. Yeah, they have computers that look like they're from this like the late seventies, early eighties. But then he's making Wolverine jokes. Yeah, and uh, bullet jokes. Um, yes, and and Gator. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. <laughs> He makes references to all of pop culture, but it's as if he does. Yeah, but the show looks like it's it's stuck in like this this weird like sexy seventies spy era. Yeah, I mean it's just like a, it's, he's it's, living it's inside like, of James Bond, and movie. it seems like the Cold War's at its peak. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's uh. My other question was about Lenny Aubrey Plotz's character, who is yeah who is the Shadow King, but like I was asking about her her character in the mental uh, mental hospital in the first episode because yeah she's, so she's not, not real. really okay she's not okay, real so I'll, I'll my guess is that uh, Shadow King projected the image of Lenny onto another person in right. the institute or at least in David's memories so because so when we go back into his memories well I'm just thinking because he was initially. having conversation no like in specifically in the well, okay so that was just the shadow king that wasn't a person that's my theory so he was so, talking to just an empty chair yeah he's just talking to an empty chair so, because and that, she well, also saw her didn't she yeah said, but she was, they had switched bodies remember that's why she this saw. would have been before though well, that's the thing. The Shadow King could have been projecting her to everybody with David's power. I guess, remember, yeah. he's using yeah, her, yeah, 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 yeah. using David's, like, a satellite almost. Yeah. Um, I would just guess because... Yeah, he is, kind of, he is kind of piggybacking off of David's abilities. Yeah. Or he, she, it. Like, I don't, the Shadow King is really an it. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it is. It doesn't, have a, it doesn't have an actual, like, When you face. put Aubrey Plaza's face, body... Right. As so, they say, like, it quacks like a duck, it acts like a duck. It's clearly a duck. Yeah, uh-huh. so, so like Shadow King turns Benny, who was a real person that David knew, and who was his drug dealer, in, into Lenny in his memories. So that when he knows Lenny in the mental institution, he trusts Lenny. Um, and he trusts whatever Lenny is going to say later on, even after Lenny is dead. Um, 
I, that's my assumption of what the Shadow King's plan yeah. is. Um, Lenny is somebody that David can always trust because Lenny is as far back in his memories as he can go as someone who hasn't hurt him or who hasn't uh, ostracized him. Someone, you know what I mean? Like nobody who has ever like attacked him, which is why Lenny or the Shadow King does not like Sydney at all. Because just, she is just a guess, thing. just a random guess here. Okay, so the Shadow King has basically been on David since birth, um, taking yep. form of his dog growing up, as well as rewriting his memory. Can I, I real quick? That dog thing fucked me up. Yeah, that was yeah. the the reveal. It was like we never had a dog. Um, that was only because, like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't question the dog either. Like. Mm-hmm. No and then, like, the, the, the awkward close-up of the dog, like, slowly licking its chops, I was like, oh. And that was scary shit. Stuff I like that is then. really good. I well, because that feels super creepy to me, because that's, like, I don't know, for, from the Shadow King perspective, that's, like, a super intimate way of kind of, like, yeah. keeping tabs on somebody, like, the fucking dog. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's and also, my theory, though. Okay, so, in... Shadow King in David's mind conjured up the idea of having a dog. So it was always with the dog, whatever, as it grew. And then David met Benny, the fat dude who did drugs with him. And then going into the hospital, there was a lady there that Shadow King recognized and thought to itself, hey, let's take this person, give it a whole backstory as Mm. well as that. So there was potentially an actual lady that resembled that, Abu okay. Plaza. That's possible. And that See, that's what I started taking it as. I started taking it as that she was, she was a real person up until her death, and then the Shadow King basically used her yeah, that's what I'm as thinking. kind of a, a, you know, a visage for David to see because it was somebody in the hospital that he kind of trusted. Mm. That's all, yeah, that's all possible, actually. And it's interesting because Shadow King plays both sides. He plays... David's best friend, and he plays David's nightmares. He plays that little like angry boy who's like making weird faces at him. What? Okay, that's another question. What the fuck was that thing? Drugs. That was. I think just... I, I think I turned around and Lots like I came into him running away from a small person in a very big like kind of kind of um. What the fuck is that movie with Michael Fassbender? Um, oh um, god damn it! He's in a yeah we. In the in a band or whatever. In a big fucking like fiberglass head, like <laughs> yeah, he never takes it off. Um, oh. we'll, we'll, yeah, it's a movie that came out. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean though. Yeah, and, uh, like, yeah, I, just one I, of Shocking Species. I blinked and that was happening. I was like, okay, I, yeah. I need, I need <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, this <laughs> this show gets freaky, and that's another thing. This show was damn scary, and I I think I commented a couple times in our chat. Uh, the creator of the show, Noah Hawley, he should, he should 100% direct a Conjuring movie. Like, I I would trust. No, that I I, I want to see a straight up horror movie from this dude because some of the stuff that I, like any presentation of the the thing with yellow eyes was just the right demon with yellow eyes. Especially when like when it's when it's lit up. Like, it's usually once mm-hmm. you light up a creature like that, like the effect is gone. Um, right. But once you got he to see more of this thing, you're like, ugh. Yeah. And he did it, it's not even like he did it once. He did it multiple times yeah. with multiple characters. He made Aubrey Plaza 
terrifying. So terrifying, I, I remember commenting somewhere, I didn't find her attractive within the context of this show um, at all because she was so terrifying to me. There was only and one then, point in the show where she looked appealing, and that was when she was... At, that was at the end, near the at the end of the episode where her and Oliver drive off. Right, like the entire time she's just like grotesquely terrifying in so many yeah, ways. Even when like she just looks two normal. Or three episodes where she's like covered in maggots or whatever. What? Well, right. Well, even when she doesn't, she's so um, menacing, which is really surprising to come from Aubrey Plaza. I would not think of her as menacing uh, ever. Yeah, you definitely got to like see some like acting chops. Yeah. That, that well, yeah, because you think of Aubrey Plaza's career, it's comedy. Um, mm-hmm. Comedy usually centered around someone who doesn't, you know, who has like resting bitch face. Right. She's either like super party girl who doesn't like it, or who isn't a big fan of the fact that she's a party girl, or the exact opposite. She's and, here, she is, and she, yeah, yeah that's exa- and she, she's operating on like a level I've never seen her here before in the show, and she's like living it yeah. up. She's enjoy. You can tell she's enjoying it. Oh, she's chewing. She's chewing that scenery. She's just she's taking big bites out of it, and it's great. Um, and uh, and you like, mentioned you did mention there was characters whose names you just didn't know, and that was a big problem. I had. I'm not sure if I touched yeah. this before we lost the recording, but I'm going to go over it again. Uh, there were people's names I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I still don't know yeah. the name of that dude who can control dreams. I don't know yeah. the name of the guy with the creepy Tony. eyeball. I just kept I just kept the calling eye. him Tony. I kept calling him his Tom name Waits. is the Eye. That's all it is. He's he's Tom Waits, all right. He he, is, he had a name at some point. I don't know what happened to him when. Uh, <laughs> telling you, end. Jerry, step out of the booth and fold yourself twelve times. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I'm done with you now. And she just like <laughs> got it. So and the great. fact that like she does it once in the dream world, and then you see it happen to him in real time out of the dream world. It's so great. I was what like, didn't that guy didn't that guy get it enough? <laughs> What happened yeah. to his face, though? I don't know. Because <laughs> they didn't show it's any so of that. Weird. It just It's just so weird. So many weird things happen. Um, just like well, that, that entire stretch is just is. Oh. Yeah. That entire and, stretch uh, is is like the is the the um. Was it what is it when they in Inception when they wake you up? Um, the uh, kick. The kick. That whole sequence yeah. is like the kick if it was a nightmare. Right. And I just like I love that the eye has his own thing that he wants to do. He just wants to rape female Carrie. Like that's just his only want in life. Well, that and it just and is this subplot. Yeah, and his I like I love the eyes appearing in the building. Uh, oh, that was so cool! How like it was there was eyes on the walls that would kind of you know blink and look look in different directions. Yeah, and the first time it happened was like, what the fuck. <laughs> What the hell is going on here? And every time they did it, I was just like, oh, wow, that, that really works. That's really unnerving to see over and over again. And just, like, the use of music in this show is brilliant. Like, um, there's this moment where they're in the asylum again after Shadow King has first put them under, um, and they all think that they're crazy people again. And at some point, again, I don't remember the names, but Rachel is her real name Sid. um Sid. yeah Sid. uh she's like looking around and she's starting to s- suspect something and Aubrey plaza like starts whistling or humming uh and she puts these headphones on her and she just like fades into this like second level down dream world um 
and again, and she's terrifying, and the music just really like amplifies the scene. And every single time they cut back to her, the music is there, and it cuts back to other people with other music playing, or people to uh, sequences that are silent. Uh, the music in the show is really something to talk about because normally, like outside the CW stuff, that has Blake Neely working like you know all hours of the clock, um, who's only slipped up for Prometheus. Uh, the music in the show was pretty remarkable. Yeah, because there, there was like a recognizable theme, and then there was stuff that seemed to fit everything else. Yeah, and there's even that theme that it's actually pretty generic. It's that bum bum. It's sort of like a Inception-ish theme. It reminded me of um uh, the opening of Shutter Island when they're getting to the uh, when they pull up to the hospital. It's like dun dun. Yeah, but it's like. It's it's clearly like some common track from some other movie because it was in like the first trailer for Mad Max, both of the first two trailers. Oh yeah, um, and it's it's the exact same thing, but it works so perfectly here. And I usually hate when they do that, unless it's Quentin Tarantino, who's it's just part of his style at this point. So you Quentin Tarantino is not a director; he is a mashup artist. Right, <laughs> he, That's he's, what he does. yeah, he's the master of it. So we yeah. we don't question him and his godlyhood. Um, yeah, the music is so great. It, every episode is defined by the music in a way that most of these shows based off comic books really haven't done before. The last time anything based off a comic book was as defined by music as this is was Scott Pilgrim, um, which is like I would seven say years ago. Yeah, that movie. Watchmen soundtrack is very much is is very handcrafted to fit the era it takes place in. Yeah, and it does. Zack Snyder overall, his soundtracks mm. <laughs> are usually mm, pretty good. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, um, the movies themselves are pretty consistent. Work in that department, um, unless it's Man of Steel, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a. Everything about the show. I am very glad Legion exists. I'm not yeah. sure if we got. No, we definitely didn't get this in the lost audio of this episode. Um, this Logan and Deadpool is like a one-two-three punch from Fox. Yeah, right around the time when everyone's like got seemingly comic book movie fatigue. And definitely Fox fatigue. Um, I mean, Fox fatigue is eternal. E- We're always gonna have Fox fatigue because every right. now, every time they do something good like this, they're gonna fuck it up with like a seventh Die Hard movie. Right. Like we'll get we'll get the new Apes movie and then they'll release some shit bomb the next week and yeah yeah they'll fuck up all their good grace. Um, the Apes will come out and they'd be like season four of Gotham confirmed. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but I think it now is the time you know when everyone's getting tired of the genre to basically try to reinvent the wheel. And I think right. Fox is Fox is leading that march of all people. I mean. And they should. There should be somebody who says, okay, let's not do what everybody else is doing. Because we'll just fail. Let's do something interesting. And they did, and they failed fucking hard with Fantastic Four. Yeah. Which is so bland. Like, forget how just choppy and stupid it is. It's so bland and and, and not, like, uninspired. Uh, There's stuff in there you could tell where Josh Trank was going, but it was butchered by all the other hands that were involved. Yeah. Um, but they ate and, shit so hard with that movie, and then like came out, like I said, came out with Deadpool, Logan mm-hmm. last month, and now this, and like it's awesome. I'm so glad, like I'm I'm happy that the the genre is getting this kind of uh, miniature reinvention because yeah, Infinity War is coming up, and 
I mean, this and Logan is so I'm good. You completely, you completely forgot about X Men Apocalypse, which yes. once again, fuck X Men Apocalypse. Um, uh, I, I I hope that they've learned their lesson. I hope that even though the movie studio and the T and FX are separate entities within the same company, I hope that they're looking at FX. But, I, but the same the the, the the same group of people are kind of involved with right. the comic book division, isn't it? It's kind of the same group of hands. Lauren Schuller Donner's involved. And, Brian and I Singer. hope that she, yeah, and I hope that she, more than anyone, because I will uh, I will always be the sharpest critic of her, because uh, I believe she's responsible for every bad thing that has ever happened in an X-Men movie, uh, uh, throughout all of them. Not individual movies, but as a franchise. Uh, I blame not, her personally. Not, not even Bray Radner. No, okay, what did I say, Alan? Not Brett individual Ratner, films. Brett Ratner is a symptom of a larger problem with those right. series. I'm talking about, oh, they have to wear black leather suits. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about they messed up the Phoenix saga. Um, I'm talking about deeper issues like Wolverine never wore his traditional costume. Not once. In all which of is, these movies. Which is fine, because he let's face either. it... That costume I mean, is silly as shit, and I'm not even sure how his mask works. I mean, here's the thing. He has an all-black costume, and if they had just done the horns, I think people would have been happy. Because there's a version where they do that, and it's probably really cool. Um, but I, Yeah, I see what you mean. The, that costume is silly, but there's no reason that they couldn't have done it. Uh, Which is funny you mentioned X-Men Apocalypse, because by the end of X-Men Apocalypse, is like the closest you'll ever get to like the most comic-faithful X-Men costumes ever. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Cyclops has that stupid yellow strap. Why? Well, that's only at the very end of the movie. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, really? You're going to save this for the end of the movie? I would have liked this, like, 30 minutes ago. Um, yeah. <sighs> and Legion's... We, I, I want to say we cover Legion's connection to X-Men is so tepid. Right. And it's so great. <laughs> yeah. Like, we may never see Professor X in the show, which I'm completely fine with. I'm completely fine I'm with. I'm fine because it's the same reason. Like I'm, like it's on the other end of the spectrum. Like I'm mad that we have, we're gonna have two Jim Gordons, uh, going on TV and the movies, yeah. and then we're also gonna have two Barry Allens. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about on TV. Have, There's no uh, have, Jim Gordon on TV. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's because he's Batman at this point. Um, <laughs> is he? I'm sure he's Batman. I don't watch the show, but I'm sure he's put on a fucking suit and was oh like, I, God, I saw a news story. That apparently Bruce Wayne is very close to becoming Batman this season. What? He's a, he's eleven years old. <laughs> I yeah, know. Man, I'm just it. telling you what the headline said. God damn it! I, okay. I'm imagining you an eleven what? year old wearing a full man suit, like a grown for, man suit. For the sake, it's of all like <laughs> just all droopy and stuff over him. For the sake of entertainment, like I want, like whatever the next season of Gotham is, I want to go into it without watching season three. Yeah, and just see what the fuck is happening. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like I'd be met with a circus. Penguin and Riddler are a couple. I've heard <laughs> about that, and I saw a, a clip where Proto Joker Jerome has his face literally punched off by Albert uh, Albert Alfred. Right. Um, and I was very confused because one, if they're doing a Joker origin, I'm gonna be furious. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, Gotham is just infuriating things <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> On the polar opposite, and you know, and actually, it's funny because 
works into the conversation. Gotham relies on uh, quote unquote references, and I use quotes right. because there's no subtlety involved. It's yeah. it's Riddler walking into a room and someone going, "Gee, Enigma, you really like riddles. You're like a riddle guy." Yeah. Now we can continue and, to talk about Gotham, or we can get back to Legion. That's right. what I'm I mean, getting at. And yeah. Legion is none of that. Legion's references are extremely light-handed, uh, yeah. barely present, and it works just fine because you. It's the connection is so loose that your imagination can kind of do enough with it. Right. You're like, oh, right. that person has to be Xavier, and blah, like, and the the uh, what's it called? The, this like wherever they are. Is almost like a loose copy of Xavier's school for the gifted. I mean, mm-hmm. Legion has more in common with Generation X than any of the X Men movies, um, which is amazing because that's a show from like 2001 that was made in Canada and nobody remembers. Um, but it has more of a, like a reference to that show and more in common with that show in terms of like visuals and stuff and. So, so there's really no connection to the X-Men other than there's an X in the logo and again I can't remember any of their names but um the the lead woman of this institute is a very much an Xavier stand-in. Um well, I was going to say more really uh, Mara McTaggart. Yeah. Well, I think of her as an Xavier stand-in because her powers are very similar. Um she serves a very similar purpose. Uh if Moira had powers, I would say she was Moira. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. But they don't need the X-Men, and that's what I do like about this show, is it stands on its own. It doesn't need X-Men. It doesn't need Professor Xavier to ever show up. That being said, Patrick Stewart shows up at the end of Season 2, or sometime in Season 3, I'll lose my shit. That's, that's just established that well, right and here's now. The thing, like, I, think, I think Brian Singer was... Uh, doing being interviewed about it, and he said, like, there's room for it to connect to other X-Men projects down the road. Right. And so they're leaving it open for, you know, whatever, which is smart, because if you if you pigeonhole yourself into this little, like, like oh, no, this is connected or isn't connected right away, then you kind of, you wrote yourself into a corner. Yeah. And I do hope <laughs> he was... Yeah. I, <laughs> I do hope he was a big part of this. Because he's working on another X-Men show right now. And the, I remember hearing rumors of there may be two other X-Men shows in production. And I'm really what? hoping that those X-Force. shows... I don't well, remember. No, I think X-Force is supposed to be a movie. Yeah, it is. I don't remember. X-Force, X-Force, that's one, that's the one that Joe Cronenheim is big, working on. Yeah, that's supposed to be the yeah. next big rated R project from the X-Men side of things. How? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we'll ask Alan, who's my news writer... Do you, am I wrong, or is there just that one show that's about a mutant family on the run? Because that's the one I know of. There's a show about uh, parents whose children start developing mutant powers, and they have to go on the run from the government. Uh, so it's essentially the old 70s Hulk show, but with mutants. Why do I feel but, like that's going to be the synopsis for the Inhumans? No, because in Inhumans, it looks like it's something else. It looks like, if I had to guess, based off those set pictures... An inhuman starts wrecking shop somewhere in America. Hawaii. You know, well, I don't think it's going to take place in Hawaii, but it, they might no, actually, it actually set it that's in where Hawaii. they're shooting. Well, that's where yeah, they're shooting, where but they're I don't shooting. know if it'll be like the actual like place. Yeah, they shoot, but before they shoot Hawaii I, for other places all the time. Um, before I go deeper the onto the uh, 
on to Gifted, which is the other X Men show that we we're talking about. Oh, okay. Right. Was uh, there another one though? Am I or am I just making that up? Oh, there's supposed to be a Hellfire Club. Yeah, show. Hellfire. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. That is uh, intriguing. Yeah, I, I don't know what that. I think that's, that's the one that's going to be on Fox. Uh, if that uh-huh. happens, I mean, that could be yeah. cool. I mean, only if they keep the idea of what the Hellfire Club is intact, which is really high-class mutants who are also kind of assholes, who think that they're, who are only doing things for themselves. Um if they keep that idea intact, like these are bad mutants who are doing just bad things for the sake of themselves. They're not like Magneto where they have like a good bone in their body. Magneto um, has a purpose. There's nothing he does right. that is not without purpose. Yeah, these guys are just like doing it for personal gain. That show sounds interesting. It, especially if they go with a very Breaking Bad type story. Where maybe there's a new... <laughs> You mean where everybody is fucking terrible and it's hard to root for anybody? Right. And you start with a guy who isn't terrible, and (laughs) it's the story of him becoming... And and becomes the biggest monster on television. Right. Um, That would be an interesting thing, but that's probably not what they're going to do. They're going to change the Hellfire Club to, like, um, I don't know. Will Smith will come and be like, so you're saying we're some kind of Hellfire Club. Right. It's going to be like that. It's like mm, evil mutants doing good things or whatever. Yeah, um, um, I think we should transition over yeah. to. So, I mean, yeah, speaking that's... of TV shows, this is an excellent transition. There was some news that broke that uh, yeah, the Freeform, Freeform Network, which is something that's completely alien to me. I have no idea what the hell it is. Is it, did it rise from the ashes of ABC Family? Yeah, it was rebranded. Family, they rebranded. Yeah, how many times that channel? Um, I don't know. Because I think it was like ABC Two before, and it then was it was Fox like... Family first. Then it became ABC Family. Um, oh shit! And then it they became took, they took this. Fox Channel. Yeah, well, it's funny um, because there's an old. I'll dig it up and put it in the chat. There's an old advertisement for when I think it was Fox Family or ABC Family aired Batman Begins. Oh shit! And had a had a promo for it that couldn't be any less about Batman Begins. <laughs> it was the that most sanitized family-friendly, missed-the-mark advertisement for a Batman anything I've ever seen. Uh, it was like, he fights for love. I'm like, nah, he really doesn't. That's not, that's not even good. <laughs> this is Batman Begins with Christian Bale, correct? Yes. Yeah, Jeez. that's way off. It's hysterically off point. Um, but, um, but the Freeform yeah. Network is going to get Cloak and Dagger and what else? Cloak and Dagger and a new... Uh, is it new, new Warriors or new... Yeah, New Warriors. Something. New Warriors. And it's interesting, because they announced them together. Well, Cloak and Dagger's been announced for a while. It was going to be on ABC. Uh, um, it was going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of spinoff. Uh, same, similar to this Inhuman situation that we got going on. We don't know if it connects directly. It might, it might not at all. So it's very tenuous. Right on uh, paper? I don't want it to. Because I have no yeah. interest in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. universe right now at all. Even so, though it's part uh, of the MCU. Can I get back to before I was interrupted? What? What, what were you going to say? I was going to talk about the Inhumans stuff and the X-Men and the Gifted. Oh. Okay, well, yeah, if you have a point about Gifted. Uh, it's going to feature a mix of... Uh, new Mutants. 
not like right. New Mutants, but, but like, like yeah, original. New Mutants or like kid mutants, like baby mutants. Well, not babies, but obviously um, children, like original like teenagers created for the show. Ad- adolescent yeah. mutants. Yeah, adolescent but, mutants with new powers. Uh, blank, Polaris, and I forgot someone else. Hmm. But they'll feature in the show. They're going to be featured in the show. Uh, the Sentinels okay. will appear on the show. Shit! So they're going big budget, and Singer is directing the pilot. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. In. So that's that's, <laughs> that's where I, that's why I brought him up initially in the show because I hope he learned a lesson from Legion. Uh, like I hope he paid attention. I don't know who the showrunner on that one is though. So that's kind of more important. Uh, the showrunner but is Singer is going to set the tone. I don't know that name. He did, uh, what was that show with, uh, Bruce Campbell, where he, he worked? Oh, damn it. Um, Burn Notice? Yes. Uh, was it Burn Notice? I thought he had his own show for a minute. Huh. No, he does have his own show, but he was, like, he was, before the Ash vs. Evil Dead, there were, he was on No, Burn I'm Notice. talking before Ash, I know what Ash vs. Evil Dead is. Um. <laughs> damn. I thought there was something before. I thought there was something before Burn Notice. I don't know of anything before Burn Notice. Burn Notice is the beginning of my reality. If you didn't know this, um, I've never actually seen an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning of my reality. Um, Are you saying that Burn Notice like spawned you? Like, yeah, I was born from Bruce Campbell's chin. The only reason I know um, that show exists is because they would frequently advertise it during Monday Night Raw. Right. As they should, because it's burn notice on USA. Yeah, uh, and that was a period of time where I'm like, they would advertise that, like, suits and something else, and I'm like, are all USA shows about white dudes in t- in, in tuxes? Yeah, they yeah. were until Mr. Robot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Although I guess I it was burn notice. I just, suits and, uh... I, I just uh, IMDb'd, yeah, it must have been burn notice. I thought there was something else he was in before that, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. And um, about the Inhumans show? Right. What was your? What was it? That Scott. I don't give a fuck, but I'll make my. I'll make my mark here. Mm, Snyder. Right. No, Scott Buck. Oh. Guy who. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's. A war that there's a inside there's a sort of, sort of there's pretty much like a mutiny that happens, within the the Inhuman royal family. Uh, okay. So that's, that's why yeah. they're not going to be on New Attilan or Attilan. Right. That makes sense. Like I said, there's something going to, some reason that they're going to be on Earth. Who knows? Yeah. Um, because in uh, Royals, they're leaving Earth. Right. Um. Okay. Yeah, let's get back to. Uh... Yeah, that's. Get, yeah, get back to our uh, thing. Um. Okay, but yeah, so I, form. So, so I don't know shit about shit. Um, Logan Dagger outside of playing Maximum Carnage. Right. They're getting their own show now. And apparently this new Warrior show is happening. And I, Alan, maybe you can answer this. I didn't really look into the articles because I don't care that much. Um, my understanding is that it's a shared universe, at least with those two shows. Um, do you know off the off top of your head if it is? 
Um, no. Mm. Well, there's been about five, five, five uh, volumes of, of New Warriors. Of New Warriors, right. they first showed up in the Mighty Thor number four, four eleven. Right. About twenty, nearly twenty eight year, nearly thirty years ago. Right. But uh, like, we're talking about if Freeform is going to yeah. be its own network, yeah. like um, like CW uh, has all the shows. As the guy who writes the news articles for my site, <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just going to assume they are. If they are, and this is something I've said in the chat, I've said on my own social media a couple times, uh, this is, to me, this is free form going directly after the CW. Um, because, Which is smart. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's, like C- the CW has its own little corner of TV that is very much their own. Right. Because let's be honest, Marvel TV is that's a, Netflix is excluded well, because Netflix is its own thing. Marvel you also TV have to currently think about though that the fact that CW has superstar comic characters of members of the Justice League, Green yeah, Arrow, right. Flash. I mean, no, I mean forget forget like the fact they have Justice League members. Like they basically have their own TV Justice League on a smaller scale. Right, and they like, don't have the assembling assembling every. Assembling every character of those shows looks like a fucking superstar rundown. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like they've made White Canary like somewhat of a household name, you yeah. know, amongst you know comic book media consumers. Um, it, it's crazy. And Legion doesn't compete with them directly because they're on it. No, they're not. No, it's, it's they're not it's, trying to compete. They have their own thing. Yeah, and Agents it's of Shield, a different kind of show. It, Agents of Shield competes for a different time slot now and a different audience. Technically, Agents they're of not, Shield competes to exist. Right, uh, <laughs> and uh, Gotham. I don't know. I feel like Gotham and Shield goes head to head because I think they yeah. both air at like eight o'clock on Wednesdays. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. honestly don't know why Gotham exists. But again, different conversation for a different day. Um, but, uh, Fox has no actual there, good shows. Thing, and initially, when CW was like, "Oh, we're going to have our own superhero shows. They're going to target the young adult audience," I was like, Pleh. "Right," uh, because right. anything that sound anything on paper that says that, I immediately attribute a Twilight stink to. Yeah, but it seems yeah. like we've collectively learned a lesson from Twilight. Yeah, Connor, I, I I blocked out all memory of Twilight until just now when you brought it up, and now it's all flooding back, and I'm like, no more sparkles, please. Connor, unleash the CG baby. I was gonna say, let's get ready. Let's let's get some CG baby up in here. Um, but yeah, like, let's get some, like, let's get some Gollum babies up in here. Even MTV, because the so CW's main rivals are Freeform and MTV. Uh, they're the only channels that openly compete, compete for the exact same audience. Teenage girls. <laughs> um, that's the main audience of those networks. And even and MTV. Funny they is, have like, teens- I think CW, CW probably initially started like, yeah, what's it, the teenage girl audience? And ended up with an audience of, like, adult males. <laughs> well, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I but, think yeah. Riverdale kind of gets a little bit more of the Riverdale, um, teenage girl Riverdale, audience yeah. as well. Well, all towards like the teenage girl audience. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, CW it works. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, and all their other shows are clearly teenage girl. Uh, Supernatural's kind of grandfathered in from an earlier. Well, I mean, they're grandfathered in from the WB from the 14th season um, ago. <laughs> um, so they're. I mean, they're the veteran show, which is amazing. Um, something I never would have said back in season four. Um, but every other show is distinctly targeted towards teenage girls. Are every they still single doing that show. They were. They had one for a while, and most of the Riverdale cast was on that <laughs> because it was a sequel. 
Um, but this is the first time like any of their competitors is saying, "Oh, we're going to compete directly with you." Oh wait, what about Melrose Place? That's another yeah. great CW show. Yeah, that's that's their normal. That's their normal. Wait, wait, MO was that, was that rebooted? Yeah, they, they rebooted they, Melrose. They, they, how did, I, around how did I miss that entirely? I know yeah, it was they on Melrose Place. Who? Nate. God damn it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh. So here's the thing. CW, because most of their shows take place in Canada and are shot in Canada, uh, it's all the exact same actors. Totally Can I just roll through the CW shows real quick? No, because we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the superhero shows. The but Vampire yeah. Diaries. Stop it, Chris. <laughs> I will kick you out of the call. Um, Seriously. But, um... Yeah, this is the first time that any again like MTV they have Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf doesn't air at the same time usually. They usually air it in the summer when the CW show is off. But it's the same type of show. They you again they usually never go head to head, and it's not like one night of Teen Wolf is going to compete with the Flash, Supergirl, Legends, Arrow. Jane the Virgin haven't done that. Um, so it's interesting. Like this is a section of Marvel saying. Okay, DC is our main competition. We are going to put out two shows, presumably on the same nights. I mean, unless they decide to air it on Friday or Sunday, both in like a two-hour block, where we're just going to go head-to-head for ratings, and we're going to challenge them on their own turf, essentially, which is something that isn't happening anywhere. You can say it's happening in the movies, but it's not the same thing. DC is not competing with Marvel. No, they just, no, they aren't. They're not even on the same playing field. Fox DC, is starting to compete. DC, yeah, Fox is starting to compete. DC is still playing catch-up, which is their own right. fault. Um, and uh, Sony is whatever Sony is doing. <laughs> Sony, Sony's in the corner eating its own shit, okay? I mean, That's my they, opinion of the entire situation right now. Yeah, they're working okay, on Valiant stuff. I hold on any happen. Sony bullshit until after we see Homecoming. Right. I'm just talking about their entire strategy revolving around superheroes in general. Is um, saying, that's glue. okay. I'm just saying let's put a hold on any Sony bad mouthing until after Spider Man. I, mean, oh, I will I will bury that bad mouth all live because, long day. Yeah. I'm gonna bad mouth them speaking of responsible uh, specter. So spe- yeah. speaking of uh new warriors, there's a member of the team that they can't use because of Sony. Yeah, of course. Is it, is it speedball? Uh, oh no, they can use penance. Oh god, no, no! I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm talking about Scar- when, I'm talking about Ben no. Riley, the Scarlet Spider. When oh, they okay. announced when they announced this show, the first name that they put up was Squirrel Girl. It's so we know which audience they're going vehicle. for. Yeah, this, yeah. This is that's here's no, the thing. I'm excited for the show. show. I'm excited for the show. But if they do the penance thing, they will never hear the end of it for me. Also, I mean, I, here's the I thing. doubt they will, but I will. I will laugh at them, and I will point and laugh all live long day until it's fixed. I know nothing of the people who are running these shows, either of them. Um, Alan, if you have them offhand, like you can say them right now, please tell me um, if you know them. But I'm going to assume that Marvel didn't cheap out. They didn't get two no fuck writers who have never written a goddamn thing in their whole lives. And they hired people who actually know how to write TV and who you. What have you done? I care about? Guy, I did the guy cocaine man pilot. You're hired, right? Yeah, they, they, I assume that they hired qualified people, even people who worked on other freeform shows. Because I haven't seen any of those shows, but, but 
people do like them. Here's uh, the thing. Pretty that Little Liars is apparently a great show. I was about to say, I know so many fucking people who watch Pretty Little Liars and love that shit. Right. Um, so if, I mean, if you're going to corner that market and get them on board, fuck yeah, let's do it. The more the merrier. More than and, CW uh, and Classic, the originals? Yeah, and uh, apparently, like, Riverdale's getting a lot of that Pretty Little Liars audience. So, uh, apparently that show was also very comic booky. It was uh, very cheesy and very campy, and they would go all out, and characters would make all kinds of crazy decisions or do all kinds of crazy things. Isn't the so, show based on a couple of, like, uh, what are they, teen novels, teen books? Probably. I think so. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um so if, even if they get that team, I don't. I really don't know. If, but if, as long as they hire skilled writers, I'm excited to watch these shows. Um, whether we talk about them on this podcast or not, that's who knows. Yeah, sixteen novels. Yeah, uh, it's it's. it's I mean, of, the amount of TV that is coming out and is currently available that falls under our umbrella is way too much. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's one. Problem. And here's the thing. You, yeah. What's the problem. One of the members of the team is Darkhawk. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't really care about the characters at this point. I care about. I care more about who's making the show. I also. I also don't give a shit Listen. about Darkhawk one way or the other. I don't. It, I'm completely indifferent to him. I mean, I like, have, I have now purchased half of all of the Darkhawk run, and boy, is it fucking garbage. Okay, so, so we know. So I decided and take it upon myself to rewrite his origin story and put out an actually good fanfic. Uh, I can't wait. Um, something I'm planning to do. I'm going to review like, it and give it a zero out of five whether stars. Whether or not... <laughs> God damn it. You actually give a zero because the actual original comic is already that zero. So no, because out. fanfic is, so we'll, gets a fucking zero. So we'll start you need out. to start a separate podcast where you two just yell at each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why we're both on the same time. I would listen, so to, we, this, I would listen to that shit a live long day. Um... um no, I, uh, I'm glad. I'm personally glad we're getting more shitty fucking origins. God damn it! Oh my god, who cares about Darkhawk? For fuck's sake! Um, this is my one chance, Connor. Don't ruin this for me. I don't care. Um, I'm glad we're getting more no, comic book TV for this moment. Jesus Christ! Okay, what were you saying, Connor? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I have something. Um, I don't know where I live. All I can think about is Darkhawk. <laughs> Forgot where it I worked. Okay, it doesn't matter if they use Doc Darkhawk. It doesn't matter what character they use in this new Warrior show. You want to know why? A couple years ago, when somebody told me that the Vibe and Killer Frost were going to be main characters in the Flash TV show, I thought that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, those two I mean, if you told me how we get, if you told me how we get a loose live action adaptation of Flashpoint, I'd have punched you in the face. Right, it would just be insane. Um, someone told I was going to be on a podcast and we're going to talk about comic books, I was going to be like, podcasts are stupid. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is? You came up with this podcast, yeah, so... This is your first child. Um, I'm glad we're getting more of this, yeah. you know, more of everything. I'll look at camera. Because I'm kind of, I'm enjoying this bubble while it's here, because it's going to burst someday. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, like, we'll get, we'll get to the point where we have these movies... Every five years, when we know? get, to, when we we'll get have to some five, sort of like world breaker here. nonsense, and it'll restart to like the cowboy spaghetti films. I mean, yeah, it'll be like the western now, where like an un- unforgiven comes out 
like every 10 years or something, or a movie on that level comes out. And we'll be fine with it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It'll just be can a Twitch please... live stream of Red Dead Redemption. Can we please <laughs> talk about what I posted in the chat? What, did what you was it? Yeah, because we, we, we're, we're crunching okay. our time. We are not talking about The Walking Dead. We have a Walking Dead ban in this. <laughs> it was the finale, though. No, no, in no. This I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Superman. Talk about the walk. What about... Henry, what, what are you talking about? I have okay. no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Henry Cavill. I didn't... Oh. Okay. He's going to be wearing... So much has happened since then. Okay, do you understand that? <laughs> so so much has show. happened... And since you posted that hours ago, even more gray hair since you posted that. <laughs> um, so he's gonna wear. Okay, that's fine. If you rewatch Man of Steel, they digitally put Christopher Reeve's face over Henry Cavill's at some point. I don't care. <laughs> it does not matter. Uh, okay. Um, I think we're all thoroughly tired. I think and, we're exhausted. Uh, and I would like to. Watch Ash vs. the Evil Dead before it goes. I would like to go back to playing Far Cry 3 on my Xbox One because it's fucking beautiful. Yep. So that's. You you do that. Alright. So I guess it's plugs, I guess. That's what we'll do. Hey, everybody, follow me on Twitter. I've suddenly become more active today because some things in wrestling pissed me off. Uh, Follow me at Wesker Commander. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at AA Haro. Uh, you can go to my website. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Uh, the Uh You can find a lot of different writers there, including Hunter Davenport, uh, Alan Muir, along with a cast of many other strange, crazy people. Um, Eventually me when I find something good enough to write about. Yeah. Someday, never Chris, because... Chris is banned from the horror. That dark horror <laughs> will happen and it will go on that horror. No, uh, unless you hack into our system, which will never happen. Um, yeah, and you can follow me. Person, Hunter. Uh, actually, it's Alan, so... Oh. I was going to say if it was Hunter, I'd um, just bribe him with some street shark toys, but... I mean, you can try. Um, so yeah, Alan, he's over there, he's writing our news. Um, clearly, I... he doesn't know a lot about it. <laughs> I am working on a bad. review of MLB 17 the show. I'm oh on, shit! Working on an, on a, on games or a comic site that I I want to see turn into games article. Hmm. Sweet. All all that and more at uh, theharrow.wordpress.com. Yeah, please make sure you join the Facebook group Phantom Zone. Uh, that's where you'll find a lot of activity. We're trying to get the place a little more active. I think we've succeeded. Yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah. to do more caption this right. things every now and then. That seems to be everybody seems to enjoy that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's really about it. Oh, Eric Dudley, thanks for your awesome music. Yeah, and uh, yeah, link should, to that should be in the post for this episode, which will, which should be in your pod catcher, pod player, whatever. You should get the links in the notes, but uh. You can also go to our website. There you get the Creating Heroes link uh, and all the other different ways to listen to this podcast. I have recently spent the last hours updating the YouTube. Uh, It's as time-intensive as that sounds, so please uh, send me love and hugs on Twitter. Um, 
Uh, yeah, go to there. If share share the website, please share us with your friends and your family. Give us likes and say this is my favorite podcast. Please listen to it because you'll like it too. Um, because that's how podcasts spread. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the plugs. Unless Chris has something. They call me the hip hop potamus. My lyrics are bottomless. Okay, we're done. Your worst <laughs> X Men apocalypse. Um, bye everybody. Bye.